If you're a fan of pasta, we've got a great offer for you. Pasta evangelists make delicious, fresh, handcrafted Italian pasta dishes and deliver them straight to your door. You get sent everything you need to prepare your meal in just five minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 10 delicious dishes with vegetarian and gluten-free options. You can have regular deliveries or just order once. They get rave reviews as well, with Times food critic Giles Corrin calling their food mind-blowingly delicious. You can try Pasta Evangelist's pasta yourself and get a handcrafted pasta meal for two for just £4 with our special discount code. So go to pastaevangelists.com and put in the code BRUMRADIO for £10 off your first order. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Another, Hello. A, a lovely day again, isn't it? We yeah. get inspired. Every day is just gorgeous. Yeah. I get sun for three hours. Oh, why only three hours? Because of the way the buildings, it comes over the top of the, back down mm, of the right. buildings and then it blocks it off. But yeah, get a nice bit of three hours of sun for about now, actually. About three oh, o'clock well. in the afternoon. Okay. So go, and, go out and enjoy it in a bit. Mm. After we've talked to the brilliant Johnny Donahoe. Or is it Ho? I don't know. Ho, you Ho. It's from Johnny and the Baptist. And I think life's so wonderful where you meet people that you get on with. And I was doing a jig at the Kitchen Garden Cafe in Birmingham, where I'm twinned with. I'm twinned with uh, Birmingham, King's Heath and Stockport, Land of the Viaduct and the Mighty Pyramid. And um, at Kitchen Garden Cafe... I met this lad, He's in the, I was out in the garden bit, having a drink and a laugh and all that. Just like this lad, straight away, I said, what are you doing here? He said, we're doing, we're doing a, a jig, you know, we're in a band. It wasn't Johnny, it was his partner, Paddy. Just really liked him and bought a CD off him. And I'm telling you, the CD, absolutely brilliant. If, you, if you're listening to this and you've never heard of Johnny and the Baptist, this is a top tip from me, Barbara, and you know I'd tell you the truth. If I thought there was rubbish, I'd tell you. They're not rubbish. They're picking brilliant. And then I saw him in Edinburgh. Oh, I laughed my head off at him. I thought they were brilliant. Got to know him a little bit. And they came and did some stuff with me at Mac in Birmingham. So I booked them in there. Then people at Mac liked them. And then they, they do their own shows there. And when we meet him, I'll tell you anyway, he's a very, very nice lad. And I'm very proud to know him. And one of the great things about the job of, you know, the troubadour, the travelling comedian is, I mean, sometimes it gets on your piggy nerves. I'm not joking about that bit. But you meet such lovely people and I can't, I love the fact that we've got the time to catch up with people where you think, oh, I do like you. So we can talk to him in a bit. Have you heard of them, Paul, Johnny and the Baptist? Yes, I watched them on the, their live stream YouTube uh, video that she did on Friday nights of him and uh, Josie Long and Mark Watson. Oh, so I'll ask very... him about that, find out yeah. what he's been up to. Very engaging and very funny and nice lad and writes his own stuff, him and Paddy and then mm. Josie and all that lot. Good people. You know what I mean? They're very nice people. I think he might be able to get through to us quite well. We just have to see if, if, he's, if he's there. What I'm thinking is, he gave us a special time. I bet he's got a little girl. I bet she's asleep. I remember when my kids were little, you know, you could do a bit more when they was asleep. I bet that's what's happened. On a nice sunny afternoon in London town, that lovely girl's probably having a kip. Right, should be coming through in a minute. Ah, I think he's here. Coronavirus in, at the end of February. Right. Okay. Uh, Did you know that's what it was? I, it became clear. So I had it. It was about. I had it for about three weeks. After the first week, I was just like, "Oh, this is funny." I'm sort of really ill. There's a global pandemic somewhere else. And then 
about a week later, we started to go, oh, wait, hang on, this is too similar. And then by the third week, I was like, oh, yes. Did you have it for three weeks, love? Yeah, I did. I, I was really sick. I, I had fever for about eight days. Um, and uh, and then I got all better. For about 24 hours, I was just, oh, I'm well again. And then and then I got the cough and the breathing difficulty. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, so three weeks includes a week of uh, just, you know, two weeks being really ill and then a week of just being so tired I couldn't do anything. Right, it's quite, I mean, I'm very glad that you got through it. It's quite useful to talk to somebody who's actually had it. He, how come um, Boris Johnson's back on his feet, love? Uh, because he's he's a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> he's not as other people. no. <laughs> I mean, he caught it by ignoring everyone's advice around him and shaking hands with all of the people in his in who you know and, and doing all the things that the medical the, the chief medical staff right next to him was telling him not to do. You're not a doctor anyway, love. I'm just asking you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a medical man. <laughs> but what you are, you're a very lovely man and a lovely entertainer. <laughs> now, have you have you been doing any entertaining? Have you been able to do anything? Yes, um, yes, I have. Uh, I've I've been uh, online doing a show with Josie Long, who is my uh, partner. And um, once our baby has gone to bed, we do a show on Friday nights called the Friday Night Quarantine Show, um, uh, with a wonderful comic called John Luke Roberts. And then we have a, a number of guests. Mark Watson has been on, and. And you must come on. I would like to come on very much. I'd love to come on. I love the idea. It's the kind of thing you can do once the baby's in bed. Yes. It's perfect, love. Yeah. Well, this is the longest we've both been at home. We've both talked uh... for a living. And so uh, that is really nice. I just we live, I wish I wish we lived not in London. You know? Yeah. I really wish I was in the countryside, you know, in a in a somewhere with bigger rooms and more rooms and a big garden and all those things. I've never wished for that before, but now I, now that would be lovely. I wish you were. I live in Birmingham. Yeah, I'm from Stockport. I'm twin with Birmingham. And I saw a deer in our road. I saw a deer, Johnny. What? A deer in, in the middle of Birmingham. Nature is returning, love. It's coming back. Yeah. Well, there are those uh, goats that ran free in Wales, aren't there? Came down the hill yeah. into the town. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we have a fox who comes in. We have a tiny little back garden because we live in a basement flat, ground floor flat, and there's um, French windows. And the fox, she comes into our garden and sniffs around and sniffs at the window. And she's become quite good friends with my two-year-old. She does then wee on our bins. Right, so he interacts. We lost you a bit after when you said he interacts. <laughs> then we come back for wees on the bins. So what happened in between the interacting and the weeing? Uh, well, the, the <laughs> so my daughter, my daughter and the fox, they have a lovely uh, play together through the, you know, through the pane glass, and then, um, and then, and then she goes off. But then at night she does wee on our bins. So <laughs> no friend is perfect. 
No love. That's right. You can't have everything. <laughs> and uh, our live Shing and Yang Fed and Shui starts skiing up. That's very good. <laughs> so this performing is very good once the kids were in bed and over. What do you think about it as... Um, how does it compare? What's good about it and what's not so good about it? You can't see the whites of their eyes and all that. But what is good about it? You can't hear them laugh. You can't hear them applaud. Ah. Um, I think my, my friend, uh, uh, Izzy Sooty. Is a, lovely girl. Lovely. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. From, yeah. from Matlock in Delphi. Lovely, yeah. Um, she was writing a, a book last year. And she said the big problem was, whilst you come up with a brilliant joke for the book, and normally if you come up with a joke as a comedian, you tell it that night, you get a laugh, you know. Yeah, yeah. She, she said she's written this great joke and no one's going to read it for two years until she finishes the book, it gets published, it gets released. And even then she won't be in the room with them when they laugh. Mm. What's the point? You know? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of truth. She's a lovely girl, is he? Isn't she lovely? She's wonderful. She's wonderful. She's, she's, she's one of our great funny people. Oh well. Heavenly. Yeah. She and Jason Abs- are best friends, and I've, I've co-opted her as my friend since. Very you know. nice. What a lovely setup. Very nice. <laughs> now you're a lovely singer, and as well as a great funny fella and stuff. Have you been writing any? You don't have to, by the way. This is no. I don't. I don't like it. Everybody feels you've got to keep creating. Sometimes you don't pick and feel like it. We've got a lot on our mind, love. But have you been thinking of any songs, new songs? But you don't. No pressure. I'm telling you that for nothing. Oh, thanks. Well, it's funny, really, because it is hard. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I read in. Um... I read in the newspaper, Alistair Campbell, the former spin doctor for uh, New Labour, the uh, inspiration for Malcolm Tucker in, in the... Oh, yeah. Um, and famous warmongerer. Uh, <laughs> he said he was finding it absolutely brilliant and easy to, um, easy to write every single day. Um, and I sort of thought, you, you have to be a bit... Uh, um, if you found it a, 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 this an immediately easy sort of writing holiday, you'd have to be <laughs> lacking a little bit of empathy in the world around you because it's everything's changed and it's so hard. And uh, I'm sure there are lots of people who are maybe just able to switch that off and find it easy, but I have not. I agree with you, love. It's yeah. I think it's just. I think as a as a writer of, of whatever, you know, poetry, drama, comedy, whatever it is, if you create things, you try and look at the world around you and make a little bit of sense of it. And yeah. right now, it's very hard to make any sense of anything, so it's hard to write. I did have an idea for a song about a couple not wanting to be the very first um, lockdown divorce. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> because... You could, um, I mean, you could. This this really could end. I mean, I I want to, to I want to be clear. This isn't autobiographical. My partner and I are incredibly happy. <laughs> very very happy. Um, yeah, we are. We're bliss. I know you. I know you are. Of course, of course. Love taking a shred. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, love. Yes, of course. But it, it must be really hard. I, what I know for sure is people are asking: Are there going to be more? babies born in nine months or fewer babies born in nine months because of this and i know that people who already have children will not be trying for a second or a third at the moment 
No. It's very hard looking after your kids when you can't take them to the park or to the zoo or to anything. Or That's uh, right. And there's, and there's no nursery or school. Yeah. But I think people who don't have kids might be lulled into the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll all balance out in the end, love. It probably will just stay the same. <laughs> yeah, like every pigging thing. Do you know who I feel sorry for? Teenagers. At that age, oh, yeah. you just want to see your own kind, oh. don't you? Your own type. Because little kids, like your lovely daughter, she loves having you two around. I'm sure for her it's just natural and perfect. But for teenagers, yeah, she's got everything. But teenagers do not want whoever the piggy are living with to be around. And I feel sorry for that age group. And they get told off, don't they? Oh, look at them hanging around. I don't like all this poison pen letter stuff. Do you know what I mean? Spying on neighbours. They've already been for a walk and there they go again. <laughs> Very annoying. Yeah, teenagers, oh, I can't imagine. When I was 14, 15, 16, I was part of every amateur uh, 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 theatre group, film society, uh, cricket club um, that I could. Those were my two passions cricket and drama and, mm. and uh i was never home no, no, and I no. Loved, you know i loved my mum and uh, my sister great people we were all friends but um i just would be out you know in the summer all night and all day and doing as much as like you know who wants to be at home it's hard yeah so, you were doing your own thing yeah i love the fact you were doing a load of sports and arts and everything <laughs> and one of the things that's been going is a sports for social around but the arts they've been having a go at the arts for years haven't they we need yeah. them so much and especially in lockdown now everybody's doing crafting's coming back isn't it and all yeah. sorts we need the arts i hope when it, i hope when everything changes well goes back it can never go back really to where it was it wasn't that good anyway a lot of it um that the arts get valued love i hope so i really hope so the uh the cuts that started in 2010 were always based on a bit of a fallacy. You know, for every pound that we put into uh, the, the the arts, we got two back into the treasury um, because they they make you know people make money and they they pay their taxes. So cutting yeah. them never made long term sense whatsoever. It was purely the, the desire of that you know those the, the David Cameron governments to. Uh, to be austere and to and to penalise um, penalise uh, 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 certain groups of society uh, as um, uh, 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 what's he called the amazing comedian Liverpudlian uh, and uh, communist Ken Dodd Alexi Sale. All oh, right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Alexi. I saw him the other day. He was brilliant, isn't oh, he? Brilliant. He's the best. Well, yeah. Sales, my favourite joke of his was um, that uh, he said austerity is the mistaken belief that the 2007 bankers crashed was caused by having one too many uh, libraries in Wolverhampton. I um, absolutely. <laughs> 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 so, it, it, it does make no sense penalising the arts and not not funding them um, because we need them desperately. Yeah. But also, uh, it, it make it, it, if you're an economist, and I'm not, but if you are, 
uh, it pays for itself and more. So it is, uh, I, I hope that gets respected. Um, I do, I, I know, love. Government we have, but I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope that's one of the good things that come out of it. Mm. But do you, how do you feel now? Do you feel a bit, you've come through the, the, the virus. Do you feel tired still, love? No, I'm fine. I feel great. I had, I had, like I said, I had the illness at the end of February, start of March. So it's such a long time ago. And I've been well. Do you know, I've, I've been on tour, more or less. Um, I took six months off when my daughter was born 18 months ago. But with mm. the exception of that, I've been on tour pretty much non-stop for about eight years. And yeah. I've always got a cold or getting... <laughs> Yeah. The last six weeks, six weeks been the 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 most healthy I've ever been because because of social distancing. I'm I'm not in favour of it long term. I'd rather be ill and be able to hug someone, but um, I have seen some benefit. Always benefits, and what a lovely spring! It's a beautiful spring, isn't it? It's it's nice. Can you imagine how hard this would be if? uh, Oh, it, it would be a different story, love. I don't know what would happen then. That would be a very Will different story. And... I've started running, um, which I hate uh, <laughs> passionately, uh, but I think is is good for me. I'm I'm not fit, and it's been a it's been an ordeal starting. And uh, but I, if the weather wasn't nice, I wouldn't. You know, that would just be one too many obstacles. But I am. I'm running every day, well, five days a week, uh, just uh, 15 minutes. And, um, ah. I do feel a bit better. I feel embarrassed saying it because I hate it when, you know, people are right. But um, I am feeling better for the runs. Not- well, not, don't be ashamed of that. When you, was, when you was playing cricket and all that, you must have been a fit lad then. Well, yes, but not with any hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just a yeah. Also, cricket's a great sport because um, it it sort of allows for all types, uh, uh, all body types, all fitness types. See, I was a, as a, I was a spinner, and uh, you, you know, if you if you if you bowl fast, medium fast bowling, you have to take these great long run ups. You have to be in you know real fitness. Whereas spinning is just. Uh, it's just trying to outthink the opponent. You only take two or three steps, and then you throw it, and you you, you try you bowl it, and you try and uh, you try and um, uh, knock them off because they're expecting something else. So it was, oh. it was much, and I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a great runner. I was just uh, also I, I think I was always able to chase a ball in a way that is much easier than just running for no reason. <laughs> I know what you mean. Running with purpose. Running with purpose made sense to me. Just, you know, I mean, the, the trouble with going for a run is it's sort of, you know, I, I, what I do is I run all the way up to an object and then I turn back. You know, I've got, I've got, I, I end up back home. I've lost, I've gained nothing. <laughs> I know what you mean. You need a, you need a bit of a purpose to it, love. Well, but you've gained being in the fresh air, haven't you? You've liked that have, bit. Yeah, yeah. I have. I've just got to fool my brain. I think I would, like, if I was running to work, that would make sense, because then you're sort of getting something done as well. But obviously my work is in the uh, in the office, which is just a bit of my bedroom. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I, really I like all these little temporary offices in 
people's bedrooms and stuff. It is rather lovely. If it's been going, being for you, it's been going on a very long time. But but even for me, I feel you get don't we get used to things easily, human beings? Yeah. Will, will you want to go back to how it was, love? Well, on the road well, and. I mean, I now know the names of all my neighbours. Ah, oh, that's so nice. I, I know I've I've met their kids. I've uh, we've talked about um, the building we live. I live in a a, a a sort of it's not so much a block of flats. It's sort of a um, it's about ten ten flats on two levels in a big building, um, and um, I now know everyone. And I chat to them and I say hello from a distance and. I wouldn't go back. I've, if, I feel very ashamed that it's taken that long for that to happen. So I wouldn't want that to go back. Um, but yes, I, I, I've got, I've got to go back on the road, as you asked, because um, all of the shows that I'm meant to have been doing right now have been moved into the autumn. Right, so they've been postponed. Yeah, right. and everything that was already in the autumn, as well. So I've got. So as soon as it happens, I'm go- I'm doubly busy. You're going to be knackered, love. I know. So I'm kind of I'm set <laughs> for a fall. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> You'll be all right. Like, just keep running. I know you don't like it, but <laughs> I love the idea <laughs> of you sort of such rather shamefully running. <laughs> oh, don't be ashamed. Because what you're doing is you're running towards the autumn. And you're getting ready for If anybody says, oh, what are you doing? You say, I'm running towards autumn and just leave it with them. Because <laughs> you've got to be fit. Yeah, running towards autumn. Right, my lovely lad, it's very nice to talk to you and I'm very pleased that you got better. Any top tips for people if they if they do get the virus? What do you, what do you think? What do you think they just need to know? <laughs> well, just a lot of bed rest, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um and um and 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 don't panic uh, don't panic too much it is uh, it's a horrible thing but for uh, m- most people who get it will will recover obviously not everyone and that's that's very tragic but yeah. you know don't don't overly worry yourself keep keeping in touch with loved ones if you're on your own so they know you're okay but um but don't panic. You, you, you should you should be okay. Just uh, uh, relax and let 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 it let it run its course. That's right. And do, and Josie never got it, or your daughter. They did they well, get it? My daughter, my daughter got it first, and she gave it to me. Right. Okay. Uh, They're the spreaders, aren't they? The kids. <laughs> they make me laugh really because they go around licking everything, aren't they? Oh, and yeah. <laughs> coughing and touching. <laughs> <laughs> And they're funny little things <laughs> yeah I know she came back from nursery gave it to me I had it mm. and Josie was ill for about an afternoon oh. I was ill for three weeks I, uh, so either Josie had it so mildly it was unnoticeable or maybe Josie is in my view I believe a bit like typhoid Mary um, <laughs> <laughs> just a, a carrier uh, <laughs> ah yes, I, she's an interesting character, Typhoid Mary. I think I looked her up on Wikipedia because she yeah. was just spreading typhoid everywhere, wasn't she? She and she kept being so. I was. I've, I've had a. I've, I've I've got mixed feelings on typhoid. Yeah, Mary go because on. She, so she she worked in. Um, she was a cook. Yeah. And she worked in big houses. 
cooking for people and she kept being you know banned from cooking because she would pass on the typhoid and then she'd move to a new town or village where no one knew who she was and she'd do it again and i remember i think it was talked about on qi they all sort of just said oh what a monster for doing that and then i sort of thought well this was a time before the welfare state this is someone who had one skill set one way of staying alive who probably didn't know very much about the spread of germs and also you know that wasn't offered an alternative they didn't say well here we'll train you to be a welder or something like that. <laughs> that's right so, i don't know what option typhoid mary had i mean I, th- I don't think she was i don't think she was the the most um altruistic person who's ever lived but i i don't know if she was ever. she's not as bad as she's painted that's what we're saying that's right that's right i think she's just a poor woman who had, uh, I mean, poor in the sense of literally had no money and uh, had to try and keep cooking to feed herself. And uh, unfortunately, doing that killed a lot of people. But they eventually found her and they put her in a, uh, they sort of imprisoned her for the last 20 years of her life. It's very sad. It is sad. Did, did she know she was doing it? I don't know. That's the thing is, I think uh, we are, we sort of, we try and imagine her life from the point of view of the knowledge we have in the 21st century. And I don't think she understood the ramifications of what she was doing. And also, I think she had no choice. She had far fewer choices and didn't know what else. I mean, if, if you tell someone, oh, you can't do your job anymore. That's right. And, and there's a lot of people got to work now, haven't they, love? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, all very well right. saying you can't go and do that. I've got a friend who's a cleaner and honestly, she's got to keep going out and stuff like that oh. because she's got no money. So of course. there's loads of people still having to do stuff, isn't there? Yeah. And, well, you know, if you, if you don't have an alternative, it's impossible to blame someone. Yeah, I wonder if she was a good cook. That's what I'm interested in. People, <laughs> I'd love to know what her pies were like. Pie is so good. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's worth it. <laughs> I think there's a song in this. Sing over typhoid Mary's pies. Oh, <laughs> we might die, but if you tasted a gravy. <laughs> <laughs> it really is to die for. <laughs> yes, there's something in it, love. Right, I'm going to let you go back to your lovely family. It's great to talk oh, to you. It's been a real pleasure. Aww. Thank you. I'm very fond of you. Take care, my darling lad. Take care, bye, sweetheart. Bye bye. Oh, wasn't he lovely, Paul? Yeah. Oh, aren't we lucky when we just have nice times to talk to people like this? I love the little picture of the fox being a friend and then weeing. I liked all that. <laughs> That's life, isn't it? Like I said, Jing and Yang Fen and Shui start skiing up. And I like the idea of him doing these rather reluctant runs. I've been, what were you doing for exercise? What are you doing for exercise? Uh, I walk around the building and up and, the, up and down the stairs in the block of flats I'm in, but that's about it. You're quite naturally fit, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'm skinny. I don't You're know about that. That's what I meant by it, really. <laughs> I think it's funny, isn't it, when people are. You're skinny, you're slim, aren't you? People mm. think you're fit, but do you think you are as fit as you um, should be? No, I, I think I'm lucky that I was. I, I became tall. <laughs> I'm very tall, so I don't <laughs> carry weight like most people. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it could still happen to me. I depend how long lockdown goes. Oh, yeah, that it's true, isn't it? Because we're all sat, sat on our bums too much. I'm, I'm sat on my bum too much anyway. But I, I have been trying to do a little bit of running myself. I didn't say anything to Johnny. 
but uh, I know what he means. You feel a bit shy about it, but you've got to do stuff to keep exercising. I think it's I think it's quite important, and you do notice stuff. I've noticed people putting pots and pans and um, old coats outside the doors. Please take really? me. Really? I saw a guitar today. Wow! How would you know if it was any if it was any good? I might go past and have a look. Do you know the bad <laughs> guitars? Firstly, wipe it down. Secondly, just check oh, the strings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, give everything a wipe down. I check all the strings are there. Yeah, it's interesting to see guitar. Every every day brings something different, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And like I say, with the weather, you feel like, I know you shouldn't say this, but you feel like you're on holiday a bit. Not for you, because <laughs> you only get three hours of sun. You sound like a piggy prisoner. But I am I'm very lucky. I get a lot of sun. Right then, I'm talking about sun. I'm going to go out and have a look at my garden. So right. I, I enjoyed talking to him. Look out for every... Hey, are we going on with the... Um, the, the people listening and stuff like that. Well, since more we should more say, every day. since you've been featured in the British Comedy Guide website, people are, yeah. e- even though it's the British Comedy Guide website, people are, s- are flocking to us from all around the world. So we've got Japanese like listeners, Canadian <gasps> listeners. We had a few in Hungary, about an influx of Hungarian listeners. <laughs> Not sure why. I'm Not sure if they speak the language. <laughs> Although there is a picture, I, I, I try and send it to you. Of my my friends were in some European country, you know, while while you still could travel. Yeah. And there's a picture of a European woman looks just like me. The weather up. Was it Holland? I don't, I don't know where Pigging was. I might yeah. send it to you. Put it on the web. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they might go for Barb the Book of Barbara in Hungary. <laughs> you know that kind. Yeah. It's un- it's lovely, isn't it? They're all connecting up. Yeah. I still want to try and talk to my friend in Australia. All right then, and. Uh, it's lovely to talk to everybody. And like Johnny was saying, he did. He, got, he had the virus. He's the first one we talked to that's had it, really. And mm. he, he's got over it. And I like what he says, is don't panic. Because most people get over it, but then some people don't. No. And I do know a couple of people, actually. Friends of mine. Parents and their parents and stuff. Mm. Who haven't been able to manage to get over it. And I just mm. want to send out you know, love to anybody's family that's affected. And there was a lovely poem on the radio. I don't know whether you heard it. It was, my sister is not a statistic. She's mm. not just about, you know, had underlying health issues. Yeah. She was, it was a lovely poem. She said her underlying issues were a great sense of humour, love for, you know, what made you hmm. cry, really. So yeah. I am saying to you, you a lot of people will get over it, but some people won't. And we're mm. sending love to the families of those people. But, yeah, thanks for listening anyway. And just enjoy, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's make a better life for everybody. That's the opportunity that's going <laughs> on now. Isn't it, Paul? Yeah. Apart from the fact you've got no picking sunshine. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get a chance to do that. I'll be editing in the sun and putting out the podcast in the sun. So All think right. of me then. I will think of you then. <laughs> All right, kids, see you tomorrow. Keep laughing. Barbara. Signing off. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.